Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', panty people? Welcome to episode four of Crunch Wears No Pants. I am Jordan Blame, the billionaire's Alamat. That is Brandon, birthday boy, Beck. Happy birthday to Brandon. And that is Nate's. What's your nickname? Oh yeah, Nate. I don't want to be here anymore. Alster. Together. <laughs> what? Are, I don't know what that's from. No, or, or I don't want to be around anymore. Alster. Oh My yeah. My bad. Yeah. The vibes are weird when you record remotely. This is difficult. Right? But yeah, welcome to episode four, baby. Presented by Pull Tab Sports. Make PullTabSports.com your homepage and consume all the Jimmy's dips and uh, Joe Mama salsa you could possibly consume without um, dying, gentlemen icebreaker question are you ready for this i'm gonna wing it let's go it please don't have have anything to do with what i see in the notes (laughs) yeah no we won't do that Uh, i want to do a a pokemon one we're gonna make it up and we're gonna take turns so i'm gonna say a a timberwolves player and you are going to word associate with a first generation pokemon does that sound like something you guys are interested in? perfect right up my alley okay you know Um, you know first gen yeah of of course yeah Charizard, okay, Pikachu. Well, don't, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't blow your proverbial Pokemon load, your Poke load here, Brandon. I know his first um, two guesses. All right, go. Okay, Brandon, your first player is Rashad McCants. Go. Rashad McCants, um, Sandshrew, obviously. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> that to work. All right, Nate, let me know when you're ready. Do it. Wally Zerbiak. Uh, Togepi. That's Again, not first that gen. That's, that's not first second gen. gen though. It's fine. Yeah. Second gen's also fine. It's just it's just rapid fire word association. We're gonna do two more each. Brandon, are you ready? Eddie Griffin. Bulbasaur. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, it does. Uh, Nate. Smoking on the Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it does work. Um, Nate, your player is Jordan McLaughlin. Um, think fast. Think fast. Uh, Articuno. Uh, I like it. We're going to end on that because this bit kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is your worst icebreaker so far, Jolly. Okay, okay. This is that's a great segue, Brandon, because I didn't feel like making an icebreaker question because I am down in the dumps. Um, the goal of this podcast is to be like the group chat in audio form. And boy, howdy, was I letting it fly in the group chat. So I'm excited for this episode because we have lots of things to talk about. And I'm coming into it as like a single father just watching his baby. No, no time to listen to podcasts or read articles. It's all pure vibes. So, Brandon and Durf, I'm going to say some potentially incendiary things, and you guys have to talk me off the ledge. Does that mean, sound like a good agenda for the episode? Meanwhile, his dad's upstairs watching his kid. <laughs> <laughs> Absentee father, oh, Jordan so, Almat. I'm so busy. <laughs> Hasn't seen her in a couple of days. <laughs> All right, so uh, here's the bit. So we'll do How's the Vibe, and we'll, we'll, we'll do that whole conversation. I have a little rant about the new regime. We'll play Wolf's Family Feud, and then we'll do... Guess that wolf random over the, the week. Our wow, wow, and then uh, and then we'll have a little bonus mailbag coming for you down the pipeline. But before we do any of that, you know what it is: Jimmy's dips. It's apple season. Thanksgiving's coming up, and you got to have that apple crisp, gentlemen. I did something a little bit a little bit uh, exotic with the Jimmy's dips um, the other day. So my grandma, since I'm being a single father right now, brought over an apple crisp, and you know what I did with the apple crisp? No. You, do you want it to guess? Ate it. Yes. I, well, I did eat it, but Can't. I drizzled some of that Jimmy's dips. And I didn't drizzle it with my fingers. I drizzled it with a <laughs> Salt, salt bay. <laughs> caramel bay. Just I mean, caramel bay. <laughs> but yeah, it was fire. And because I'm allergic to apples, but since you cook it, like it that, changes okay, that was my makeup. F- okay. Yeah. That was my I loved question. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you when you bake apples, it changes so I can eat them. Okay. And dude, Science. It was nuts. So this Thanksgiving... Go cop some of that Jimmy's dips, the caramel dip, either sea salt or standard. Both are $4.99 and drizzle it all over your grandma's apple crisp or dip your own apples in it. Can you dip carrots in caramel? That seems that kind of... That sounds disgusting. You could. You should try it. No. Just don't it. do that. Run it for us. I don't like it. But, you know, maybe you're Celery. carrots and caramel. Celery works. Okay. I mean, it's uh, peanut butter. You can use peanut butter. Do, do caramel. No. Well, Jimmy's doesn't make peanut butter. That, derf. That's also weird it's to not. just be like... It's a it's a completely different thing. So just do you it. You <laughs> They're both brown. You don't make <laughs> caramel and jam sandwiches. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But you know what we're saying. What we're getting at is taste is a variable that is individual to you. So whatever you get with Jimmy's dip or whatever you eat with Jimmy's dips is fine by us. Just make sure you get it from Hy-Vee. 
or Cub Foods. And when you go to the register, you say, hey, I heard about this from Crunch Wears No Pants. And the cashier will be like, what are you talking about? And then just go, baba bing. And then that's it. All right. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. How are the vibes, guys? Uh, they're not great. Since we last recorded, we are three and four. We beat the Spurs. We beat the Lakers and then the Rockets. And we had horrible losses versus uh, the Spurs, Suns, Bucks, and Knicks. Rudy got the Rona, a video and viral about uh, uh, Anthony Edwards' uh, lack of effort on a play that really set me ablaze. And the schedule gets tough starting uh, as we record this in 45 minutes. So... With that said, how are the vibes? Brandon, you know the drill. Kick us off. Yeah. So, I mean, the vibes are – I wouldn't have thought this time two weeks ago that we would be recording and we would be saying the vibes are worse than they were when we recorded. <laughs> but they have gotten worse. They're really bad. Um, I think the 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 big thing for me with this team so far is, like, they've kind of, like, exhausted – all of their benefit of the doubt at this point. So like we came into the season, we're like, it's going to be clunky where it's, we're going to be figuring this thing out, but like, they've got all this talent. Like we know this is a good team. I think we have, we have gone over the hill of, we no longer know that it's absolutely for sure a good team. They haven't demonstrated for any stretch of play that they're a good team. I mean, they've beaten, some lousy teams, but they haven't even really played well in those games. So, so for me, it's kind of just to a point where it's like, now I need to see it because as it stands right now, I think it looks like at its best, this is a play in team and probably like a low, like nine, 10 seed play in team, not like a seven, eight seed. And like a month ago, we were talking about this team, like they were going to be hosting a playoff series and anything beyond winning in the first round was going to be a disappointment. Do you think that's a result of the lack of effort we've seen on the, on the court? Do you think if they were actually trying, maybe losing some heartbreakers, we'd feel better about it. So I don't, the, the, the effort thing is like a, is like a big thing, but I don't think that's the only thing. I think there's, there's kind of like this, like cascading, like there's multiple levels to this. Yes. There's obviously, so there's obviously like, there's the big issues with the energy. There's, Ant like fading out of being engaged. Um, there's D'Angelo Russell has just been horrendous, like worst starter in the NBA. Bad. Um, they've been really, really hyper focused on like force feeding Rudy Gobert in the post as kind of a means to like prepare for the postseason as a way to like counteract the idea that teams can go small on them in the playoffs. Like the way you counteract that is Rudy Gobert is gigantic if he can post those guys up you can't go small. So I, I think there's, there's both like the vibes, there's like the energy, the effort, the stuff like that. But then there's also like X's and O's stuff that's going on and fit concerns. And it really like, I know we don't want to talk. I don't want to spend this whole podcast, like ripping on D'Angelo Russell, but it like really like a lot of it boils back to D'Angelo Russell. Like the fact that he's just a complete non-factor on offense at all three levels and just a swinging door defensively, like, just just emphasizes every issue that this team is having right now. Is it right to say that D'Lo can be a bit of a, a, a key for the team, like unlock it? Because when he plays even just fine, we're great. And when he pay, when he plays great, we are like unstoppable. Like in the play, like the playing game example, like that's just the one that comes to mind. Cause I like the best performance, like the Sixers game. Yeah. Uh, so I, last I, year, it's just so frustrating that he can't do like 75% of that more consistently. That's yeah. where I'm at with him. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely think like as long as he's on the team, he is a huge key for the team just because of like the lack of any reasonable replacement for him. The The real question is like, is that the best course of action moving forward for them? Because as high as the highs might be, the lows are really bad with D'Angelo Russell. He's Ben, for the most part, the last, like last season included, he hasn't been, he hasn't been very good. I mean, outside of stats in the group chat about his shooting. Did uh, you have some stats about that? About like, his just like, he hasn't been a good shooter for like a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, like he hasn't been, a, he, outside of like, like January, early February last year, he was a terrible shooter last year and it's been even worse this year. Um, 
and it's it's the the problem is like the the crazy inconsistency of it um and i think the 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 lows the inconsistency is tough to deal with when like even like you said the highs are really high but they're not frequent enough to warrant like how bad it is when he's low and the the big it really boils down to the fact that like you could live with all this stuff if he wasn't such a horrendous defensive player like the fact that you get nothing from him on that end it makes it impossible to deal with how terrible the lows are on the offensive end like defense is something that you can usually kind of bank like if a guy's guarding he's not gonna get hot or cold like Josh he's just, yeah he like that's something we know we can count on what we know we can count on from d'angelo russell is nothing defensively so he needs to be he, wait hang on didn't he have like six steals that one game but he was the right place right time yeah I, time. I, I i'm not gonna yeah. use steals to measure like the yeah, physicality that's, that's right issues place, right time. Like, like, and I don't want to just sit here and rip on D'Angelo Russell. The backcourt as a whole has been bad. I like you're gonna do your your Anthony Edwards rant. Like, I'm not, I'm not all the way there with like he's the biggest problem this team has. But I do recognize the fact that there are like legitimate concerns, um, on especially on the defensive end and with the infrequent level of engagement. I don't know, Durf. Do you have anything to say? I feel like we've been just kind of like spitballing oh, yeah, with you, just like, sitting there. Yeah. I, ju- I just wanted to. I didn't want to like disrupt the flow. Um, I have a couple. I'm thoughts. like D'Angelo Russell. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I have a couple of thoughts and then a couple follow up questions for you, Beck. But um, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, like on top of all of those fit issues, the personnel issues. <laughs> this kind of makes up a team. Uh, the it's just nuts to see like the the span of time we go without offensive rebounds like we had one board one offensive board in the first half against the Knicks which is just absurd yeah so that's been a that's been like a kind of a concerted effort and this boils back to yeah. the effort thing it's not that they're not putting forth effort on the offensive glass it's the fact that the transition defense mm-hmm. has been so bad that they've abandoned pursuing offensive rebounds with multiple guys it's basically like when Rudy's healthy, Rudy's in there and like if he can get an offensive rebound, go get it. But we have to be so hyper focused on getting back on defense because the transition defense was so terrible to start the season. Because the first couple of games, they were really good on the offensive glass, but they were just getting killed in transition. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that, too. I mean, you see the ball come off the rim and there's no one there. There's no yeah. jerseys because they've abandoned that. The only one who's getting offensive rebounds is Chamek because he's I mean, and it gets to the point where he's like, I need to like light a spark or something. So he goes and steals a board from a seven footer. Um, yeah. Shally I mean, I wanted to cut him. I think. <laughs> He's I, yeah, never gonna live that down. I saw you looking at the screen. You're like, Middle name seven footer. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, you I, I'll you happily were. admit it. Yeah, um, it's it's Delo. I, I mean, I feel like this team. Uh, there's more to it than this, but to simplify it, it feels like this team will go as far as Delo will take them. He's the quarterback of the offense. Oh, hang on now. No, I I, I, dis- I disagree with that. I I don't think that that's I don't think that that's a uh, hot take. Yeah, ride with that. Ride with that. I want to hear. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like, if he's your biggest net negative right now. So if he plays, if he goes from being this bad to being as good as he can be, that takes your team to a whole nother level is my point. Oh, like a like ocean, we, like the ocean raises all the boats type thing. Yeah, whatever that yeah, exactly. Is. Exactly. Okay. Like he's the floor. So so he, you know, I, go ahead. Yeah. Beck. yeah. But I think the notion that like they go as far as D'Angelo Russell takes them, I think it's. I think it's a more likely scenario that if he continues to play poorly, they continue to de-emphasize him. I mean, I don't think we're close to this point yet, but I think there's a realistic scenario where by the end of the season, he's coming off the bench, um, whether they make a trade at the deadline or they do decide to lean into like that Jordan McLaughlin, D'Angelo Russell swap that that people are talking about on Twitter in the starting lineup. Um, there are obviously like like issues and concerns there. Do you really want to like bastardize the one thing that's going well, which is that bench chemistry? But I they the fact that they aren't committed to D'Angelo Russell beyond this year leads me to believe like they definitely like like I said, if he doesn't improve, there's nothing they, they have no need to continue to emphasize him. They can lean into the guys. The Anthony Edwards, the Carl Anthony Towns, the Rudy Gobert's, 
the guys who you know are going to be here next year and beyond. Yeah, and I should have clarified. I don't mean that it's like you ride or die with D'Lo. I'm yeah, just saying no, it's in a scenario where you are, he is the starting point guard. And obviously they can make that shift and just kind of like cut ties or whatever ends up happening. But um, in a scenario where you're, he's playing starter minutes, that's it kind of lives mm-hmm. and dies with him, it feels like. How come we don't play D'Lo and J-Mac together all the time so he can, they can do their fun give-and-go thing where D'Lo just throws the ball and all of a sudden J-Mac appears and they start, easy too? They started doing that the last couple of games. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of those two on the court together. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just a big fan of J-Mac on the court because that's about the only thing that's like bankably worked for them. Right. That and Nas Reed, but that's been at the expense of $80 million of centers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. Focus on J-Mac. Uh, during the college basketball like season tip or whatever. Are you talk about his talk? hair? Yes, his hair was so <laughs> sick. I had no idea. I know. I no We've idea. only known bald J Mag. He had mm-hmm. cool like like blonde tips, like yeah. like big 2014 vibes. And yeah. all, his hair went from the top down to the bottom, and I respect that. And he didn't have a beard. His head looked so weird. <laughs> yes, it looked very small. Um, anything else before I go into my? I want to kind of. Take it back a little bit for coming after D'Angelo Russell, my guy. Who's been awful, <laughs> but sure, go he's, for he's, it. He's been very bad. So we scroll Twitter. We're all heavy on Wolves Twitter, and we see, oh, Cat's soft. He's complaining about the calls all the time. Oh, D'Angelo Russell, he blows big time. How about Anthony freaking Edwards sleepwalking through numerous games? I am over it. I am very over Anthony Edwards. He's a pretty boy. This is my theory. He's a pretty boy who read his own press over the summer, came into camp overweight, and no one keeps the same energy. So this is kind of an indictment on Cap, but it's also an indictment of the fan base for, oh, Ant makes us laugh. Ha ha. He has not played well enough to make me forget about the infamous offseason video. He hasn't played well enough to take plays off like that. And I'm kind of over it. I'm I'm very off the Anthony Edwards bandwagon right now because I'm just sick of him just standing there and not really trying and saying, oh, we'll figure it out. Well, dude, I don't know if you are. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to push back a little bit on the idea. Like, I think it's a little bit of a straw man's argument that like everyone's like all sunshines and rainbows with Anthony Edwards right now. I'm not getting that vibe like at all from Twitter. I think people are reasonably disappointed. I think we expected him to come in and take a big leap. Um, but also, and and like the infrequent engagement has been a problem. Like, and we're fresh off the Knicks game, which was like a, a really like prime example of this. But the fact of the matter is, like, by every measure, Anthony Edwards is the exact same player he was last year. Um, he's well, hang on, we know nothing is rainbows with Anthony Edwards. Okay, <laughs> there it is, there it is. But so, like, the efficiency numbers, like. He's got a career high effective field goal percentage. Um, he's shooting. He's shooting a full another extra sh- two pointer per game. Um, the thing we've been begging him to do for two years. He's finally attacking the rim. It hasn't resulted in him getting to the line more, which is a big concern. Um, the only thing he's doing worse this year than he was doing last year is that he's shooting free throws worse, and that's why his true shooting percentage is slightly down. But he's going to shoot 78 percent from the free throw line. That's what. He did last year. That's what he's done his whole life. That's where he's going to end up. And if he continues to put up the same efficiency numbers from three and two that he's been doing, which have been really good, the offense is going to be there. Um, I agree the defense has been bad. He's been he's been taking plays off. He hasn't been really physical. But I think that was always more of a, a hypothetical thing than a reality. I think that was the leap we were planning we were hoping for Anthony Edwards was he was going to come in this season and he was going to finally be like fully engaged defensively. That hasn't happened. And it's, we can rightfully criticize him about it, but the notion that he is the biggest problem with this team or that he deserves the same level of critique of his play as D'Angelo Russell. It like, I just like reject that outright because he's been better than D'Angelo Russell by every mark as bad as Anthony Edwards has been defensively. D'Angelo Russell has been worse and Anthony Edwards has been this team's second best offensive player. Um, and that I know it's like, better. it's, it's visually, better. it's, it's visually too. Like people hate like 
the ISOs and like the ants contributing to like the stagnant, like lack of flow on the offense. And I get a little bit of that, but I really think that like all starts with the point guard. And I think when like, when things aren't working and like adversity hits, I think people revert to what they're comfortable with. And I think that's what Anthony Edwards is comfortable with. I think that's him kind of like fighting through the lack of flow. And while it might not be productive from like a team building, like visual thing, it's really one of the only things on offense that is working is so like Anthony say, like, Edwards. Nothing's like, better than Ant like stopping down and nailing some cool three from the like that, like yeah. from the corner or the, the elbow. Yeah. And so, it, and I mean, I agree. I, I agree. Like, that's not like this sustainable. Like, we don't want that to be like the identity of the team. But well, I think it's a reality of the lack of like, I think it's a reality of the situation we're in right now. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the struggles or my perceived struggles while he's taking plays off. We have to consider also that they're adjusting to an entirely new offense with a whole new all pro center yeah, at the five. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's, it's a symptom <clears throat> of the sickness that yeah. is getting a new thing going. Okay. Thank you, Brandon. I feel better about it. I think my, my eyes the last couple of games just went to lazy basketball and I can, I can forgive cat for being emotional. I can forgive D'Lo for being dumb, but mm-hmm. lack of effort. Yes. It's like a sticking point, especially as Minnesotans. Like we love guys that try hard. We love Matt Lee Croy. He tries hard. <laughs> there's uh, a, yeah. There's so a reason. We, we just like effort and we don't see it. Mark Madsen. There's a, there's a reason yeah. that Wiggins didn't have a place in our heart. Um, That's well said. Yeah. I, well, I, I do think, I do think on top of like the things we've talked about, like he came in overweight, he had a slow start and like that video is not a good look, obviously, especially with him turning around and then calling out his team and being like, you're talking about the hands on his hips. Video, yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. one Jordan was referencing and, and he, um, calling out your team for lack of effort when then you have something like that. It's just, it's not a super great look. However, and I'll let you dive into that, but I was just going to say, I think also there's like some, just like mental struggles with him not having like a like a guy on the team that he can go to like a like a sage like, wisdom like he had rubio like a ricky or a pat yeah exactly mm-hmm. like i feel like he needs that role model a little bit and i don't know that like cat and d'lo are those guys for him yeah before we dive into the role model thing because i think that's going to be like a good segue into like jally's like billionaire culture rant um <laughs> is that the is that the vibe that you guys got from the Anthony Edwards, like we're soft quotes. I didn't take that as like calling out teammates. I thought that was introspective as much as it was him calling out his teammates. I think that, I think that was just him like acknowledging the reality that that's been an issue with everybody. I don't think he was like, that's what the heck are these guys doing? They need to toughen up. I think he was saying like, this is the, I think he was honestly saying this is the identity that the team has right now. I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I didn't get the vibe that he was removing no, himself from that conversation. Yeah, no, and I think it was something that it was a headline taken out of context. Like it's a it's a great tweet because then you get a lot of engagement because people think mm-hmm. that he's calling other teammates out. No, I think it's more of the it's more of the inability to be like. And again, we're what eleven games into the season. Like if you if you're able to identify that you're soft, like okay, do something about it. And there's time. I mean, yeah. he has time to do that. But. Yeah. And, and Finch talked a little bit about that. Like it's kind of like, sure. Like you can like say we want to be tough, but he said like the, the Finch quote was something along the lines of like, there are guys that like to hit and get hit. And there are guys that don't like to hit and get hit. And that's just like at a certain point, like you can't fight through it. And I think that is one of the most valid criticisms of Anthony Edwards. Like, lack of physicality thing is both on the offensive and defensive end for as big and as strong as he is, he really does shy away from contract contact. So like the lack of dunks is less a result, I think of like low effort. And it's more of a result of like, when he goes to the rim, he's always trying to go to that Euro step and he's always trying to finesse around guys and get around contact. And I think that's part of the reason why he doesn't get to the free throw line as often is he doesn't like he doesn't bully his way. He doesn't like try to fight through guys. So I think that's like would. a concern that that's a, mm-hmm. a long-term concern of this team. The, the no Pat Bev, no Vando, like the lack of physicality is that like, that's like a, for a lot of guys, just like an inherent personality trait. And this team really lacks that as a whole. Yeah. He doesn't have well, to go full jaw and throw his body at the rim, but like, we've seen what you can do be physical like you're a monster out there Mm -hmm. 
What were you going to say, Jordan? I think Jally's going to go into his big rant. Yeah, go ahead. The Let- show note says, clear out for Jally rant about the new Get regime. out of the room. He's going. I, I am ready to talk about this. This makes me mad. I drank the Kool-Aid and I regret it. Diapers.com guy. Mark Laurie is a fraud, dude. This man came in with new owner syndrome, and instead of emphasizing what was working and capitalizing on, hey, we raised up these guys from our system, let's go. They, they, they wanted to uproot it. They forced an uproot of what was working to put their stamp on it. Glenn Taylor's out. We're here, baby. Screw that. Try not to swear. And then they install this puppet leader, Tim Connolly, who I'm referring to as the foreigner. I hate it. I hate it when a new guy comes in and makes these decisions. He came in to make his own big splash kind of like a, a consequence of the new owner syndrome and he wanted to you know i'm this is my team make my stamp on it and he prioritized the opinions of yes men a rod and mark laurie maybe even my beloved chris finch over the tried and true method of fostering culture and leaders which we finally had and w- which is why fans loved the team last year because they tried hard and there was a culture that's not here anymore the vibe is dead and historically minnesota sports have never found success when we try to buy our W's, our teams and fans work best when nourishing our guys. Think about the mid-2000s twins. This is Johan, wrong, Liriano, by the way. J- well, hang on. <laughs> we'll get there. Jock Jones. And then we, we kind of, I guess we kind of bought Shannon Stewart, but we traded for him, whatever. But like when we try to buy success of the 2022 twins, garbage. Butler Wolves, garbage. The Wild have been trying to buy victories their entire existence, garbage. So I, it, kinda, it makes me mad. Rebu- rebuke me defend the billionaires I, lord I, knows they I'll, need it i'll let you go in but i have okay. i have one statement lord knows the billionaires need defense derf uh, here he goes <laughs> i'm not defending the billionaires however uh, our, our our dear friend sam tweeton has a thing that he says every vikings game when i get worried because we have to come back from being behind in the fourth quarter again he always settles me down by telling me that there's a lot of ball game left so i just want to settle this room down and let you know that there's a lot of ball season left continue brandon okay so i'm gonna i have i have bullet points for like a lot of different things you said okay okay so the first thing the notion that the Minnesota Twins building this sustainable winning product with homegrown talent is absurd. <laughs> they are in the midst of the longest playoff losing streak in the history of professional sports. And it was largely built on the shoulders of Johan Santana, Tori Hunter, Jock Jones, Joe Bauer, Justin Morneau. The criticism, the the overarching criticism of that team for the last 20 years has been the refusal to invest in the team. The notion that I don't I don't watch the twins. I'm a big Mariners fan. I've been a Mariners fan since <laughs> six years old. Everyone knows this. And the notion that the 2022 twins tried to buy wins, marching the 16th ranked payroll in the major leagues out there, is absurd. Eric Correa, big signing. Oh, the one that. big so okay, Mr. Yeah. Don't defend the billionaires guy. You would have preferred they have a vacant shortstop position and Carl yes. Polad pocketed 35 positions. Money. I want the twins to hemorrhage money. For no, they, like for the, for they the, wouldn't have hemorrhaged money. Carl Polad, not Carl Polad, Jim Polad would have pocketed $35 million. I can't respond to that. That's what would have happened. <laughs> okay, so that's my take on the, the twins thing. Um, the wild, I don't care about the wild at all. So oh my God. I have no I have no take on that. We have a hockey Full-tap team. Sports Emperor John King is about to come down on you for saying All right, guess, so. guess we're doing a combo podcast with them to fight this out. <laughs> so... Um, the, the Butler, the notion that they acquired Jimmy Butler and they sucked, they sucked before they got Jimmy Butler <laughs> traded for the vibes G- were way better. The vibes were way better. Yeah. I was so much fun having them go out and win 23 games. And then every draft lottery being like, I hope they get a guy that turns it all around. Yeah. We don't know. Chris Dunn. This is the year. So you many want, nice guys were, though. So many nice so, guys. You liked watching Jeff Teague play point guard. You liked watching Jeff Teague play point guard. I liked and watching so- Jeff Teague play point guard the year that they were good. They trade. So they traded for Jimmy Butler. They were awesome. Jimmy Butler got hurt. They fell to the eight seed. And then Jimmy Butler went nuclear. There's nothing like there's no one in the world that thinks acquiring Jimmy Butler was the wrong decision. The wrong decision was they should have traded Andrew yes, Wiggins yes, for it him. Was. But they should have traded Andrew Wiggins for him, not Zach Levine. The idea that the pre-Butler Wolves were this like championship 
team in waiting is ridiculous because they sucked before they got him. They traded Zach Levine and every Bulls team that Zach Levine was on sucked until they got DeMar DeRozan. And then Jimmy Butler went nuclear and every team with Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns until last year sucked. They Those teams sucked. Yeah, well, and the other thing you is... Know, how much of that is culture though? Sorry, no, the, I was going to say the other thing is like there's a difference between like what you're trying to say about just bringing in outside talent, like being a bad thing and like overpaying for outside talent too, because we gave, we threw a huge contract so, to Jeff Teague and that yeah. could. Well, so the, the fact of the matter is this, arguing against hypotheticals is, is just like a fool's errand. It's impossible because. I don't know, arguing against that. No, so, no, against here's like the deal. The, the, no, so here's the deal. We're sitting here, we're sitting here, the wolves are five and six and we're mad. And everyone's mad because they traded all the picks for Rudy Gobert and you say they went out and bought, bought wins. But, and then you say they should have just kept it together and they could have kept the culture. And your point is if they had kept it together and kept the culture, they'd be 11 and 0 and they'd be marching to the NBA That's championship. Not what I'm saying. I'm but saying the point, they'd be 8 and 3 and Vando would be our 3 so and D guy, the, which he's now a 3 and D guy. Here's the, the but, but, so you say that the fact of the matter is like, that's a made-up hypothetical. You can't lose that. No, it's that not Vando's three and D guy. He's hitting threes. Yeah. He's shooting ninety-six percent. I just I love Jared Vanderbilt. Okay, I'm not trying to argue, but I'm. My point is, if you argue the real bad thing against the hypothetical good thing, it fails to acknowledge the fact that the hypothetical thing. They could be five and six and have not made a trade. And then everyone would have said they should have seen this coming. They knew Pat Bev was getting old. They should have gone out and made a big move when they had the chance and capitalized on this momentum. The fact of the matter is it's like it's like in baseball. If you take out a starting pitcher and the relief pitcher comes in and gives up a home run, everyone goes, should have left the starter in. But if you leave well, the starter in, but if you leave the starter in and yeah. he gives up a home run, everyone goes, they should have brought the reliever in. I don't know, Brandon. Sounds like you're defending Mark Lauren. We're also we're also five and six, and we were like around four and nine this time last year. So that I call that an improvement. So yep. eat your words. I'm also just gonna point out the only good Wolves team ever was good because they made two huge trades in the offseason to acquire Sam Cassell and Latrell Sprewell, and they went to the conference finals. It's the only yeah. good Wolves team ever. Well, hang on. Last year was great. Last year was fun, but that team was the seven seed. <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're debating two different things. I, I, I hear all that, and <clears throat> I agree with all that. I'm talking just about right. the notes, I have notes, a notes. I have a couple business points yeah. in relation to what you just said. One, I think... Business. Billionaire. <laughs> oh business. God, so, I... No, no, no. <laughs> so, here's the deal. We don't do enough... Like, there's not enough of the sample here's size. The no, 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 no. We have no, to lower no. the tax rate on billionaires. <laughs> Even more. Sorry, there's not enough sample size of these, like, air quote, big deals. And, and like... The, the the segment of fandom that you fall into, like that side, always complains when it doesn't work, but it's only happened like three times ever. And and the like they're not they haven't been sustainable. Like the Thibodeau year was not sustainable success. But that's also it's for a various number of reasons. And like, do you just want us to just like not do anything? Like just like don't make any well, moves. I'm saying, I'm saying we finally had it. Duke does seem to have a good thing going. Rosa's kind of had a good thing going. That's a Whole new he had too good of a thing going, but but that's too this good is, of a thing. So, going. but this is my point. You're you're saying we finally had a good thing going. You're operating on this hypothetical that yeah, it was good no matter what if we don't make the trade. The reality is, the West got healthier and better, yes. and yes. last year's team had a ton of injury luck. I mean, there's a realistic world where running it back with that team. Is, Sorry if you hear my baby. We don't hear your baby. Oh, it, she is crying big time. My bad. Keep going. Um, so there's a realistic world where they run it back with this team. You know, they they acquire Kyle Anderson and nothing else. And they're as bad or worse right now. But the fact of the matter is, as bad as it looks right now, unquestionably, this team has a higher ceiling yeah. than that team had. Yeah. That team hear that team was, was going to be capped out at a certain point. I, the argument I'll listen to. So I'm not going to argue against going all in. Given the choice of being good now or being good later, always choose being good now. 
you it's impossible to plan for the future. So yeah, I no, I hear all that. So, and I and I and I agree with a lot of things you're saying, Brandon. I'm just talking about I have I have a problem with new owner syndrome. And I it's it's an easier pill for me to swallow if we ran it back and we sucked a little bit more. I'd be like, oh shoot. So I think we, I think you can just say that, but it's it's easy to say that because you don't have to acknowledge that reality. Because well, it says what, it's, if I, what if I what if I go to the TVA and I put myself <laughs> in that in that get Mobius pattern. and Loki on it. Um, I can't wait for season two. And then one, so one other like just little point. I'm and I want to caveat this. I'm wearing my I Heart Pat Bev shirt. I love Patrick Beverly. He we support huge. small bootleg jakescrafts.com business. He was huge for this team last year. He's also like 35 years old and he has been awful for the Lakers. About, but you think about that's this? intentional? How about this? Walker Kessler has like the second or highest like win share. Win shares is the stupidest stat, especially in a 10 game sample size. I don't know, dude. Big brain. I want that Cowboy Jackson guy coming back. Walker Kessler is my guy. I was a big Walker Kessler guy. I will say that. So I but back to my original point was, yes, I'm I'm not going to disparage like whether it be for new owner syndrome or whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to disparage them for going all in trading draft picks, trying to make a leap because that's the the reality is that's how teams get good. The Milwaukee Bucks they were farther in the in the path than the Wolves were, but they went out and traded for Drew Holiday. They won a championship. The Toronto Raptors had kind of capped out. They traded Demar Derozan for Kawhi Leonard. They won a championship. That's how you do it. The thing the the real criticism I think you can have is that they just made the wrong trade um, because. As things stand right now, if you could go back in time and trade one fewer first round pick and D'Angelo Russell for DeJounte Murray instead of everything we traded and an extra first round pick for Rudy Gobert, I don't think anyone would question that being a better decision. I mean, yeah, but and you're right. We shouldn't debate like hypotheticals. Yeah, I hear you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. So I think I think the point is like I I'm not going to I'm not going to disparage them for going for it because I want that's what I want my teams to do is go for it. And I think we also, like Durf was saying, we need to acknowledge we're, we're 11 games into the season and they have a really tough schedule coming up here. I would probably bet on them winning one out of these next three games, maybe two. And event like it's not going to be this bad the whole season because there's too much talent. They might not be as good as we were hoping they were. But also the reality is they don't they didn't trade for a bunch of guys on expiring contracts. Like Rudy's here, Cat is here, Ant is here. The biggest problem, mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell, is is gone. is gone. At at the very least, you can just let him walk. So I mean, like, this is a longer runway. It, a, they didn't trade for those guys. They didn't trade for Rudy Gobert with being like it's championship in 2022 or bust. It's a four or five year. Point. Yeah, one. Well, I, I think um, they were talking about this on the Dane Moore podcast, and I think that, like to Beck's point, there's there's twofold. Like we're building towards the future, so like the hope is that we make this big leap this year, and if it doesn't happen, we we can run it back next year. To your to your uh, wanting to stick with things as the way they are, so mm-hmm. not only that, but there's also like we. We we won that game with Rudy out because we started playing. We went back to like our style of play last year, and we won that game because we were playing the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, my my point is is that we've seen the way that team can succeed in the way that we've succeeded last year, and we saw that that that, that there was a we saw the ceiling for that. So. Chris Finch is trying to install a type of offense and a type of play that's going to get us further in the playoffs. So we won't see those results right away. It's going to be, it's like working out. It's like you tear your muscles. Success isn't linear. You're hurt. And then you come back stronger. So like we're in that, <laughs> we're in like that, it. we're in that season right now where like growth really hurts. It sucks. But like, this is a thing that hasn't Ooh. been done before. And yeah, whatever <laughs> doesn't kill you makes you stronger. All that preaching thing i feel i feel i feel incrementally better about it and here's the deal if we suck for most of the season but we slide in at like a, a 10 through 7 seed we are in a position to catch our rhythm at the right time and slay a giant which i'm always right. a fan of right. so i feel marginally better about it i still have i i'm still 
Mark Laurie is a suspect. Tim Connolly is a suspect until Rudy Gobert is a suspect until <laughs> Rudy Gobert's been good. Rudy Gobert's been. You know though. who's not a suspect? Who isn't? Cat. Cat. Let's talk about just, him. Let's talk about Cat before we go into. We have Wolves family feud coming up, but briefly, let's talk about Cat. Um, are we stoked about this? Twenty-two points per game, nine rebounds per game, and an impressive five-point-six assists per game. Is it time to give Cats his flowers as like a guy that's doing all the right things? Should we hit us back? Pick him up for a sec. I think like I think like stoked is like pushing it a little bit. I don't like I think we could definitely say cat is not the problem, but it's really hard to be like really stoked about like cat <laughs> averaging some assists while we're getting our asses kicked by 30 points. But they're cool assists. They're yeah. cool assists. So, they're no, smart. I don't want to I think I cat's having a very nice season and and in that Knicks game in particular when it was like kind of no shows from everybody. Nobody can say that cat wasn't out there, like bringing it, giving it his all, like laying it on the line. So like hats off to him for that. I think like stoked, like cats having this awesome season is, is a little bit of a stretch because empty statistics. I don't think it's empty statistics, but I mean, he's, he's demonstrably worse this year than he was last year, just because he's not contributing to winning. As much. Well, you forget he hasn't he hasn't proposed to Jordan Woods yet. Once yeah, that's the yeah, that's the key. Oh, that was the other like just quick side note. The theory we had about D'Angelo Russell he to turn around his plate. He hasn't had a second hairstyle yet. That's true, and also he might be very tired because of the kid. D'Lo, like, someone maybe, reach out to him. D'Lo, LA yeah. Rams hair. All of our sucks. all of our listeners tweet. All of you tweet at D'Lo. Tell him to mix it up. So I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna tweet at D'Lo. Be like, hey, as a fellow father, I I can watch Riley Russell for a little bit. Like, yeah, there you trust go. me. There you go. And then, like, our kids can be friends, and you and your girl can come over, and we'll make you sushi. I think Angel Russell, let's do a double family date. It'll be great. He, and he, maybe he, that'll turn a season around. He yeah. listens to our podcast, just like we know that Cat listens to our podcast because he immediately started shooting threes after our last episode, and then we called him out. And you know what's um, crazy? On his Instagram story, he posted, you won't believe this, a jar of Joe Mama's salsa. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. And he tagged us Absolutely on it, Absolutely nuts. Friend of the show, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Friend of the show, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, salsa of the show, Joe Mama's salsa. What is there to say about Joe Mama's salsa? It's a locally owned business. They're from River Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, they use locally sourced ingredients. Remember, we do not rock with big salsa. We can't do it. We don't do it. We support Joe Mama's salsa. They have my favorite roasted garlic or the pineapple mango or your standard salsies. You know, your milds and your hots. So make sure you go cop a, you know, a pack up at JoeMamaSalsa.com. That's J-O-M-O-M-M-A-S. Brandon. Do you want to take us through Wolves Family Feud, or do we have more I mean, things to say? I think we I think we can move on. We're we're running up on a little bit of time here. I think. Yeah, we were talking. We were talky talk boys. Lots <laughs> to talk about when the wolves suck. Um, uh, wolves Family Feud, take us through it. What do we do? So it's time for America's favorite game, Wolves Family Feud, and I am your host, Brandon Beck. Uh, some quick rules. You all know the rules of Family Feud. There are six list-based questions. Uh, I will ask the question. Durf and Jally, one of you will buzz in and you will answer the question. If it is on the list, the board is yours. You have the opportunity to guess as many things on the list as you want. Two strikes, and the board goes to your opponent for one guess to steal the points. Last two rounds, worth double. So gentlemen, do you have any questions? Are you ready? What What's gonna be our buzz? Do we say our names? Or just, say your, just say your name. Can I go bzz? You can do, well, but how am I supposed to know who Yeah, that could be either of us. Well, I'll, really I'll say Durf and he'll say bzz. And he'll say bzz. Okay. I'm going to say bzz. All right. I'm going to say Durf. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, you'll just give the board to him. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. Oh, shit. You're right. All right. Gentlemen, the first question. Okay. The top seven answers on the board. The Timberwolves have had seven first overall picks play for their team in franchise history. Name a first overall pick who has played for the Timberwolves. Bzz. Jordan. Durf was in first. Uh, I, was I buzzed. Durf buzzed. Um, nice. Yeah. Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is correct. The board is yours, Durf. Name another first overall pick. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is correct. What, what was the total, did you say? Seven. Seven? Okay. Um, so, Cat Ant. Um, Derek Rose. Derek Rose is correct. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> this is where it gets difficult. Um, have, There's a few more easy ones. Yeah, but... I'm not as familiar with other teams' first overall picks. Um, let's do 
Then seven. There's seven. Jeez, I only know of one more. I before researching, I would have gotten six of these. Uh, Rashad McCants. Incorrect. Yeah. What? I know. He was I know. Like strike, strike one. You have one more guess. Um. You're missing a really obvious one. I know, I know. That's why I'm trying to stall. <laughs> Might need to tie box this. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett is incorrect. Jally, the board yep. is yours. Can you name a first overall pick to play for the Timberwolves in history? Anthony Bennett was the first overall pick, wasn't oh, he? Oh, Anthony Bennett is correct. The points are yours, Jally. Uh, you guys missed Andrew Wiggins, Michael Olawakandi, and Joe Smith. I forgot the... I forgot the yeah, Candyman. Joe Smith was the first overall pick. Joe what Smith year? was the first overall pick. The year that we got Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> we got Wait, I get all those points? Yeah, you get all four points. You're welcome. That's how <laughs> Family yeah. Feud works. All right. I haven't watched Family Feud because I haven't been sick from school in 15 years. <laughs> all right. I forgot how it worked. Question two. Kevin Garnett was involved in two separate trades in Timberwolves history. Once going out and once coming in. Top six answers on the board, gentlemen. Name any player involved in a Timberwolves-Kevin Garnett trade. Jordan. Jordan, board is yours. Theo Ratliff. Theo Ratliff is correct. Sebastian Telfair. Sebastian Telfair is correct. Gerald Green. Gerald Green is correct. Ryan Gomes. Ryan Gomes is correct. There's two more. Uh, freaking, what's his name? What's his name? Thaddeus Young? Thaddeus That's Young a, yeah, is correct. One more answer on the board for all the points. Oh. I can't believe this. This should be the most obvious one. <laughs> that makes me so sad because I just can't remember. Randy Foy? No, it wasn't Randy Foy. Incorrect. Strike one, you have one more guess. It's the most obvious one? Yes. <laughs> I can't think of it. Hang on. It can't. It can't have been that obvious. It is. You just make a guess. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of it. This is great podcasting. You just sit there silent. I know. <laughs> I can edit. I, That's well, what I know. I'm editing it, so the, the silence will be much more uh, short, and there'll be a game show bed underneath this branded and producing as I participate, <laughs> which is really impressive. Um, unnamed second round draft pick. Unnamed second round draft pick is incorrect. Durf, the board is yours for the points. Oh, good Lord. Um, if it's obvious, that means that I should know it. You should. But I don't. And I'm going to continue buying time because Jordan bought time for his. Yeah, um, I don't think it's obvious, Durf, so don't. don't I guarantee you guys are going to be so mad when you hear it. Uh, uh, Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson yes. is correct. He Let's was the go. Piece of the trade. <laughs> I was trying to think it was the first or second trade. That's what it, that's what I was getting thrown off on. I was thinking it was I, the Brooklyn. Al trade. Jefferson was in the KG trade. Oh, he that's was right. The main yeah, guy oh in the KG trade. I was thinking about the Brooklyn Nets trade. Not the I forgot. No, about nice. Thaddeus Young oh. for Kevin Garnett, one for one. I forgot. Oh, I thought, I thought there was I, more for than some that. reason. I was th I thought it was going to be a, a two-person Brooklyn Nets trade. Dang it! How did I forget Al Jefferson, Big Al, our superstar for a little? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. That was that was my sure. era of basketball. All right, question three. Wait, what's the score? Do we know the score? The or score. Like Durf has six. Jally has four. Woo! Okay. But the Woo. last two rounds are worth two, worth oh, double shit. points. So question okay. three. Name a player in the top eight in minutes played in Timberwolves history. Jordan. Jordan. Board is yours. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett is is number one. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is number three. Kevin Love? Kevin Love is number eight, narrowly sneaking on the board. Is Ricky Rubio on there? Ricky Rubio is number seven, right above Kevin Love. Andrew Wiggins has to be on there. Andrew Wiggins is number four. This is starting to get dicey now. I should not have buzzed in first because now Dorf's going to come in and clean up my... Uh, my garbage. Uh, 
God damn it. Double buzzer. I can't think of anything. Oh, no, you should, just yeah, named any player. Um, I'm going to say freaking. No, no, no. Hang on. Corey Brewer randomly. No. Corey no. Brewer is incorrect. Strike one. Okay. And then. I mean, Al Jefferson played for us for a while. Let's do Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson is incorrect. Okay. This is Derp, the board is yours. This is minutes played for the Timberwolves. Minutes played for the Timberwolves. Not yes. in their career. Correct. Got it. Because Andrew I'm, Wiggins would be a crazy. I was going to say the entire roster for Tibbs. Because <laughs> all those guys. <laughs> Taj. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say him and Jimmy Butler. You see, um, they played every minute of yeah, that. That was season. just one season too. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, can you remind me of his? Is that allowed? Can you remind yeah. me of what he said? So he said Kevin Garnett, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Ricky Rubio, and Kevin Love. There are three still on the board. Number two, five, and six. Nikola Pekovic. Nikola Pekovic is incorrect. The Shoot. points to Jally. At number two, Sam Mitchell. Mm. At number five, oh. Doug West. And at number six, Wally Zerbiak. Oh, well, should, I, I, should, yeah, the, I should have I had thought Wally. the planters kept him off the court. No, nope, he played enough. He played enough minutes to be the number six all time in minutes played. All right, this is the well, last question that is worth single digit points. Uh, name a player who has made the All Star team as a member of the Timberwolves. There are seven answers on the board. Oh, is Durf? Nobody has buzzed. Nobody has buzzed in. <laughs> Okay, Jordan, <laughs> board is yours. Team going derp because I know you're trying to strategize yourself to the victory, but I, 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 I go for it. Go for it. I'm a go for it type of guy. Kevin Garnett was an all star. Kevin Garnett was an all star uh, ten times. Carl Anthony Towns is an all star. Carl Anthony Towns all star three times. Sam Cassell is an all star. Sam Cassell all star once. Um, and you said they obviously had to be Timberwolves all star. Yep, right? they had to be an all star when they were on the Timberwolves. Hmm. Now it's starting to get a little bit hinky. There's a, play, there's a player with three all-star appearances and three players with one. Really? Oh yeah, Wally was an all-star. Wally Zerbiak is correct. How many? There were seven? Yep, so you got three more. That seven. Was Isaiah Ryder an all-star? No, incorrect. Strike one. Doug West had to be an all-star. Doug West was not an all-star. That's strike oh, two. Oh, Dougie. Durf, the board is yours. You can name an all-star for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, repeat jellies again. Kevin Garnett, Carl Anthony Towns, Sam Cassell, and Wally Zerbiak. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is correct. Oh, duh. You guys missed Kevin Love and Shit. Tom Gugliotta. Googs. Good for him. Tom Gugliata, one-time all-star my, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. My third favorite white wolf of all time. Great list. Great list for a future show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, we are heading into the double points round. The score is Durf with 11, Jally with 9. So it's anybody's game. You'll oh, might, you might notice these last two questions are a little bit little thematically similar. Oh, is it about Star Wars? No. Oh, it's about the Timberwolves? Yes. <laughs> the the best team in Timberwolves history, the 03-04 Timberwolves, went 58-24. and 24. By points per game, named the top eight leading scorers on that team. Oh, my God. The top eight leading scorers? On the 03-04 Conference Finals Timberwolves. Uh, okay, uh, Durf, you're really gonna you're really gonna do this? <laughs> this is this is like right before I got really okay. into basketball. Okay. So I, this is out of my wheelhouse. All right, Jally, you're in top eight. Top eight. I mean, you okay. can get the top. You should be able to get the top four. Yeah. So Kevin Garnett, Sam Sam Cassell, yes, Trill, yes, Wally. yes, yes. Those Team are the top four. So it had to be Troy Hudson. Troy Hudson. Troy Hudson is correct. Those are the top five. <laughs> okay. Now it's gonna start getting weird. Ola Candy was a starter, so I'm sure he. Ola Candy, that. number seven, at six point five points per game. Now, who is number eight? I don't. You've done really well. You've got six of the eight. 
and Man, there's I no was... way Derf is going to be able to get these ones. <laughs> no I was chance. I was nine and ten years old, just locked in, playing with this team on like NBA Live and watching them with my mom and sister every night. So let me think. Could have been Madsen. Wasn't Gary Trump? Was it? No. You do have Hoiberg? a strike. You do have a strike to work with. Fred Hoiberg is nice. correct. Number six. You have the number eight leading scorer and his five point six points per game. It was only five. Well, yeah, I feel like eighth. he was like an assassin. I thought he was hitting like twelve points. No, like, Fred. Well, Fred Hoiberg was six point seven. The guy you oh, haven't okay, guessed okay. was five point six. Oh. I still have one more. Yeah, you've said you've okay. said the top seven. So. Trent Hassel, defense guy. I just don't think he was scoring like that. And I also said Gary Trent. What was Gary Trent's number? Like you know his what jersey, jersey number? number? I don't know. Yeah. It's like going to help. <laughs> I guess I was going to say Gary Trent. Gary Trent is correct. Nice. Jally sweeps, sweeps the, the board, board in the double points Good round. Job. Yes. No strikes. Jally, that was a oh hell of a round. Derp, oh the God. score is 25 to 11. That means you need <laughs> to get seven of the eight of this next one just to tie. Easy. And all eight Easy. to win. I'm just going to say, really yeah, this is going to be Derp, out of are, my wheelhouse. You are screwed because <laughs> I said it's going to be thematically similar. Gentlemen, the worst team in Timberwolves history oh, no. was the 2009-2010 team that went 15 and 67. Five points per game. Name the top eight leading scorers on the 09-10 Timberwolves. Um, Jally, you're in. Um, okay, that team was a weird-ass team. Oh, Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn is correct. Number three at 13.5 points per game. If that gives you a sense for who was scoring on the team. <laughs> That's so bad. Um... Wayne Ellington? Wayne Ellington is number eight at 6.6 6 nice. points per game. I'm so sad we got rid of him because he just is a nice guy. Someone booed Wayne Ellington when I when he came back like, for the Lakers. Why? I got really sad about that. Fountains of Wayne. Wayne Ellington? Yeah, why would they boo Wayne great Ellington? Dude, great dude. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, number right. two. Nice. At 14 points per game. Al Jefferson was on that team? Yeah. Al Jefferson led that team in scoring, 17.1. Oh, God. Uh, that footwork was immaculate. <laughs> Corey, Corey Brewer. Corey I Brewer, number four, yeah, 13 new. points per game. Jelly, you're um, killing it here. Thank you. But you, not, again, I've, you, might I leave, I so. you, you might leave the board open for Durf to steal the win if you get all but one. Oh, no. There's a strategy here that I've been playing. Continue. Wow. Um. I just want to say, take this time to be like, I know I say some wild stuff on the pod. I've watched a lot of Timberwolves basketball, and I hope this bit just like demonstrates that. <laughs> um, so he has no excuse when he makes those claims. No, I continue, just am very passionate. I think uh, Jally can get. I think Jally can get seven of these. I'd be shocked if he got all eight. Well, who did I, who have I said? I said Al. Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, Corey Brewer, and Wayne Ellington. Darko? No. Yes. Is that your guess? Give me Darko. Darko yeah. Milicic, number six, 8.3 points per game. That was the year we traded for Darko. He only played like 24 games. What an era. What an era. Um, did I say Ryan Gomes? He, was, he had a nice little run for us. Is that your guess? Yeah. Ryan Gomes Damn is correct. It. Number five. That leaves number seven. So, Jally, just for the record, if you don't get this, and Durf gets it correct. Durf wins. I would love that. Um, I don't think Durf. Seven, right? I don't think Durf has ever heard of this guy. <laughs> How many strikes do I have? I was, you have no strikes. strikes. I was really hoping he wasn't getting Gomes because that was the one one surefire one I knew. Towards the end. Who else was on that freaking team, man? I was scoring. This guy's this guy's a great future random wolf of the week. I'm sure. <laughs> How much, do we have a start the start the countdown timer? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 
for Ramon three. Sessions. It's Ramon oh, Sessions! <laughs> I forgot we had Ramon Sessions. I was like, it can't be Ryan Hollins. I'm That's not saying Ryan very Hollins. Impressive. Ryan Hollins was number 10. <laughs> Amazing. Jally, that was an incredible performance. Let's go! Final I score am. of 41 to 11. Nice Jordan Alamat takes oh. Wolves Family Feud with Ramon Sessions at the buzzer. Oh boy, I could I could run a marathon. I could sprint a marathon. <laughs> Please right don't now. do that. Derp, have you don't. ever heard of Ramon Sessions? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of him, but I wouldn't have known when he played for us, how many seasons, anything about that. I, mean, I was excited when right? I was, was excited when we when we signed. No, he was a point guard. I was oh, excited no. when we signed Ramon Sessions because he had had like a forty point game for the Bucks the year before that I remember Sorry. watching on Sports Center, and I thought like this guy must be really good. And well, that was the era of Timberwolves basketball where we were like, this guy has a pulse. We need him on the team. He's going to be so good. <laughs> Not like Sasha Pavlicic or whatever. It's like, Sasha this guy's real. Was All that right. his last name? Pavlovich or something? Sasha Pavlovich, yeah. yeah. I believe NBA Classic. champion Sasha Pavlovich with the uh, Cavaliers. I shouldn't be so cavalier with the way I talk <laughs> about him if that's the case. Uh, All right. My face is red from how excited I am. That was him. awesome. Yeah, that was very well awesome. done. Very impressive. All right, do we want to move on? I'm also on uh, Random, Random Wolf of the Week. Guess that Arwell. wolf. Arwell. It's time to guess, guess that, that wolf. wolf. All right, gentlemen, you know the rules. Random Wolf of the Week has to have played at least one game for the Timberwolves. Five hints. The hints get progressively easier. Gentlemen, are you ready for this week's Random Wolf? Let's do it. I don't think so. We worked together that. on this I one, remember? Done. Yeah, you're right, but I'm going to... No throwing up Hail Hail Mary's. Hail Mary's. Okay. All right. I'll run it by you. Hint number one. He has a brother who played parts of three different seasons in the NBA. A brother, you say? Yes. He has a brother, you say? Parts of three different seasons? Yeah, that just means he played in three different years. Okay. He only played half of three seasons. His okay, brother did not play think, very many games. I wouldn't be surprised if you've never heard of his brother. Do we think his this is Brian Cardinal's brother? Sure. Throw it out. Brian Cardinal. Brian Cardinal is incorrect. Shoots. Who is it? <laughs> you get five hints, dude. He's, he's just giving up. I tried to get you, dude. And number two. He was college teammates with fellow NBA players James Johnson, Al Farouk Aminu, and Ish Smith. Do you know what college this is, Derek? Because you're the college basketball guy. What was it again? You said James Johnson. James Johnson, Al Farouk Aminu, Ish Smith. I have no idea. Doesn't help us. <laughs> JJ Bryant. Do, I'm not, I'm not actually JJ, guessing. Because James Johnson's too young. Yeah, that's true. Uh, JJ Barea also wanna... didn't play college basketball. He's from Europe. Europeans can go to college. Well, look at this guy over here. This you can guy. guess JJ Barea if you want. Uh, um, younger. No, I don't do that. James Johnson, when, did he, when was he drafted? Do we know? Like 2016? No. no, no, no. I'd it's probably like, let's say 2015, 2014. Um, I don't think that's right. I think he's older than that. James Johnson's kind of old. Two, 20, like, 2012? I think, I think it might be Rook. You think he's been in the year in the league for 10 years? Yeah. It was the Mavericks, right? Okay, we just got to guess. James Johnson um, played most of his career with the Heat. Oh, who am I thinking about? <laughs> J.J. Perea. <laughs> um, did he play college with... Uh, did he play college? Did he go to college with... Jared Bayless? No, he was Kentucky. You want to guess Jared Bayless, Derf? Sure, Jared Bayless. Jared, Jared Bayless is incorrect. I think Jared Bayless went to Arizona. Oh, no, dude. But yeah, but regardless, I'm, time. So, he's, I'm is, so exhausted from family food. I have no idea what's <laughs> yeah. going on. That's incorrect. All right, hint number three. He made the playoffs in each of his first nine seasons. Oh, Jeff Teague. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. That's is Jeff Teague is correct. <laughs> No way. Where did what no college was it? Way. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Oh yeah. Okay. So the other. Oh, Chris so, Paul. So the yeah. other. So the hints. The first hint. His brother Marquise Teague. Okay. Played yeah. Three that wouldn't have been. Seasons in the NBA. 
He's play, teammates with James Johnson, Alfred Camino, Ish Smith. Made playoffs in his first nine seasons. Next hint yep. was he was a 2021 NBA champion with the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I don't oh, think that helped. And the final hint was he played parts of three seasons for the Wolves, averaging 13.4 points per game and 7.1 assists. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the, the making the playoffs nine years in a row was the... I thought maybe you would think that was Pat Beverly. Yeah. yeah, I just remember that being the thing where we're like, oh, we're going to make the playoffs because we have Jeff Teague and he yeah. can't not make the playoffs. Great job, guys. That was the, I think that was the the fastest our wow anyone yeah. has gotten before. Yeah, three hints. Good choice. Good. good choice. Good teamwork, yeah. everybody. Great job. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen. How are we feeling about episode four? We feel good about it. Any thoughts that you, you left on the table that you just want to utter, Timberwolves or otherwise? Um, nothing for me, you know, I'm just excited. I got the wolves, uh, DVRing at home and head home, watch them hopefully get a W against a Chris Paul and Cam Johnson less sons team. You're going to call, you're going to Jordash some cold stone. No, <laughs> is that a, is that a joke? I'm if you, yeah, if you want it completely melted by the time it gets there. Um, not if you time it right. Have you ever door What do you before? mean time it right? They only get there as fast as they, what do you meet them halfway? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you order it uh, at 745, the, then it doesn't melt. Yeah. It's like I'll meet you at Coldstone. Uh, final thoughts. Derp, I owe you an apology for always painting you in the worst <laughs> light possible whenever I can. Yeah, that's fine. I'd then. just like to say for all of our listeners, Derf is not an insurrectionist. He is not yeah, pro-billionaire. Very <laughs> yeah. opposite. He supports um, women in media as well. Wealth redistribution. Yeah, very, media. very into wealth redistribution. Um, I did see um, a, a, a Reddit user at not Nate Alsdorf say Ray Skywalker's a Mary Sue. And I was like, wait, is that my friend Nate Alsdorf? It says it's <laughs> no, not. No, no, it's not. It's not. Oh, no. Don't look into it. Or are you guys going to pay $8 for our Twitter blue to get us verified? <laughs> Part of me wants to because of like the taxable, like we can lower Tornado GI, DJ and IO services, taxable income, but part of me is like, no. $8 a it. month? Yeah, $8 a month. <laughs> <laughs> not tax worth it. Haven's a tax haven. All right, we're done. I love everyone. Have a great night. Okay, love or you, bye. Or week, or day, or, or mid-morning. Or season. <laughs> <laughs>